been looking for an angel. Hello everyone, it's Cheryl here. Find us on YouTube, we've got some great content including music videos. YouTube.com forward slash Carol and Cheryl One. Fan page on Facebook is Facebook.com forward slash Carol and Cheryl. We're also on SoundCloud with our tunes. SoundCloud.com forward slash Carol and Cheryl. Please email us, write in. We're always listening. Email in with your problems if you want us to play a track, whatever you want. It's carolandcheryl at gmail.com. All of the ands in Carol and Cheryl are A-N-D. So, yeah, and this week we've got um, loads coming up for you. Bit of bit of chit-chat between us, um, covering off lots of important and topical topics. And we're going to dip into the voice box and take some of your questions and queries. And then we're going to play you a bit of music. And we've got the next instalment of Lady Sovereign Dilly Dally, our audio drama. So I'm sure you'll be happy about that. Um, but we're kicking off with a bit of chat from uh, something we spoke about last week, because uh, a lot of you are quite interested to know more about that. Indeed. So let's start the show. <laughs> Cheryl, I think we've got a caller. Not lied. With Carol and Cheryl. Hi. Hi again. Hello, everybody. Second podcast. Hi. How are you doing? Hope you're okay. Given we the made lockdown. It. We're not actually like newbies anymore. We've officially onto podcast two, which means we're podcasters. Indeed, it does. That's it. Yeah, we're yeah, away. Yeah. Right, so I'm Cheryl, and uh, that is Carol. So um, since last week, um, you might recall we've put a few clips online. Um, we mentioned that we've met Sheba Ranks, didn't we, Carol? That's right. Yeah, quite uh, quite a sort of fine yeah. fashion, indeed. <laughs> so we was just a bit of background. Um, we was. A, quite a long and convoluted story, but we was in Jamaica um, and we was actually doing a music video um, for a, an artist. It didn't actually end up um, getting released, um, but Shabba was doing a guest spot on it, you know, doing his emceeing, you know, ragamuffin MC, all that kind of stuff. And um, we somehow managed to get into it, you know, being in the background dancing. And we didn't actually know he was going to be there, did we? Didn't know he was going to be on set. Not at all, not at all, yeah. Did, didn't know he was going to be featured. And um, it was so hot, can I just say. Blah, I've never had heat like it, never in my Indeed, life. Indeed, yeah, there's places that sweated I never knew could sweat. Oh. <laughs> well, the, the makeup woman was kind of going in, putting putting talc on us and everything like that. Um, so we... We started filming and Shabba was there and we could not believe it. And then it turned out that um, he, he was a bit of a fan of us. He'd heard our music and um, they'd all co- kind of come together and made it so we weren't going to be paid. But we ended up, as Carol said, being paid in sex. <laughs> which is you can imagine. quite right, yeah. Which is you can imagine, um, you know, imagine or not. I, I mean, it's better you do imagine it. Um, they were quite skilled. I have to say, um, I, I, I left that island a different woman. Indeed, yes, yes. We discovered things about ourselves sexually that definitely uh, moved us up an, a notch or two on the uh, bedpost of sexual experience. Oh, completely levelled up. <laughs> um, so a few of you had um, kind of made some comments um, asking us um, about Sheba, um, quite intimate questions about yeah we've been actually been quite inundated with the questions haven't we so you know didn't quite expect this but yeah no I mean um the main one was what was his what was his willy like (laughs) let's be honest what was his penis like um I would love to tell you and I know Carol even has some photographs um from from a polaroid um, I might do. I'm not at liberty to, to confirm uh, yeah, that yeah, yeah, fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yes, yes. Supposedly, allegedly. Allegedly, that's right, yeah. Um, we cannot say we cannot say nothing. Um, we signed an NDA um, and it was watertight. All right. 
we've we've you couldn't get a pin through that i'll say you couldn't get you couldn't get a bear through it let alone a pin couldn't get a cork through it um we since since let we tried to talk about it and uh every time we did it and we we get letters through the post um you know cease and desist and we found out shabba ranks he was actually very proactive with regards to his his law um and his, that's his, quite his right team. isn't it yeah and i think he even did they suggest he may have trained as a lawyer on the side yeah. well, you your mic he checked what was it he checked that thing didn't he um online sra the sra um, yeah. yeah that's right yeah and uh, yeah, they couldn't find a practicing certificate, but you know, it's pretty much a closed book. <laughs> yeah, he's a uh, very so, secretive guy. Yeah. Um, so you'll have to use your imagination for that. But um, you know, it was he is the lover man. <laughs> Let me tell you that. You know, that's as much as we can say. Um we Indeed. won't be drawn. But um, you know, we've met plenty of other guys. I mean, um A lot <laughs> of guys in our time, yes. Yes. Um, Jim Davidson, um, well, for better or worse, Jimmy Seville. Um, knowing what oh. I know now, I yeah, would not I know. Have, no. I think it's like when you look back, you know, we could all actually find <laughs> find signals. But at the time, you know, it was just a very big personality, but we'll we'll move swiftly on. Yeah. <laughs> But Mr. Motivator and Dave Benson Phillips on the other oh. end, as, as far as I know, we can talk about them till the cats come home. So um, stay, tuned, <laughs> stay tuned for that in another episode. But um, all I will say is um, Dave Benson Phillips approach him with with a pack of wet wipes, you know, ideally the flushable kind, because he does get There's very gunge everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Um, which brings us on to this week's discussion, which is how yeah. how has the music industry changed? You know, that's something that I think we've been around quite a number of years and we're yeah. still going, you know, albeit in a different fashion. Um, so we know what we're talking about. Um, obviously, like going back to them days, the fact that, you know, even a thing like that could happen might uh, turn people purple. Okay. <laughs> Completely the people perfect. nowadays, I mean, I don't want to judge, but, you know, I would say, like, I think a lot of people do now, everyone's become a little bit more sensitive, you know, the internet and social media, you can have things exposed that you don't want to expose, so I don't blame them, but um, but it's a bit of a sexual minefield these days, um, yeah. you know, back in them days, it was definitely more fun uh, but a little <laughs> bit dangerous that. you know yeah, yeah yeah so um what was your take on it oh i just for me um i think the expression that people say now about you know taking offense to stuff they say butter didn't they <laughs> um i find back in the day <clears throat> You know, men was men, women was women. You put a man and a woman together, they're going to do what they're going to do, you know? I don't know about you, but... um, And to quote the late, great Jimmy Beadle, an open dressing gown ain't a rape. You know what I mean? You've got to draw the line somewhere because everyone's going to be screaming it from the car tops. That's true, yeah. You know, there is some nuance, definitely, yeah. Well, who, who didn't have their ass pinched by DLT? It was a rite of passage, I can't say that just because somebody put a lollipop stick in my handbag in 1987, I'm going to go now and start crying saying I want Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I would say maybe to a degree people looking at it now, they look back and they say, well, you know, obviously you had to make the best of what you had. Uh, um and you just had to accept it and move on, you know, whereas now they're saying, you know, I'm not going to take it anymore. And why the hell should they, I ask you? Yeah, but I'm sorry, in the same breath, though, Carol, I, you see what they're wearing. You put double egg on chips on the plate, a man's going to want to eat it, you know? That is true. That is true. Yeah, it's it, that's a very hot topic as well, I have to say, isn't it? Because... It's all about being a woman and showing your sexuality. But then, yeah, you don't want the men to kind of react. Um, but then, you know, I've got, you know, my kids have got mates now who sort of um, 
they're quite open-minded really you know and they're still coping in the, the world um with the social media and so on you know um but I think everything's become sort of digital isn't it you know they're sort of going on apps and like talking online instead of physical meetings um well, what share. do they call it cancel it's cancel culture People getting offended by things, or people not wanting things, and then just oh, cancelling right. it. Yes. Yeah. So I've I've heard of this, and at first I wasn't sure about it because you know talking about how you wear clothes. Like personally, if I dress a bit like you know revealing or raunchy, um, yeah, I'll do it for me, but I'll do it because I want male attention and I want the wrong kind of male attention. Um, I don't want to be cancelled for that, so that's what I thought it was, but. Me and my mate Sandra, we was we was reading something. I can't remember where we was at. I think it was in the wall of the box. So we cancelled all our direct debits, all our standing orders. I um I couldn't do it with Vodafone because they locked me into a thirty thirty eight year contract or whatever it is. So <laughs> I just it is it is that long. They got me in for life, Carol. So oh, I think what, we might. After this, we might have to look into that, Cheryl. You didn't tell me. But, yeah, go on, yeah. yeah well, so I went on my online banking and I'll just, can't, I'll, I'll, you know, you can stop the direct debits. And then I was getting all these emails from, from Vodafone saying, oh, I think there's a problem, thank you, and your payment. Oh, my bloody bet there is. I cancelled them all. And then I've since found out cancel culture doesn't bloody mean cancel culture. And you've had to, so Carol's been very helpful, clearing up my mess as usual. Yeah, yeah, I did have to step in, didn't I? Collection I said, no, agencies. Cheryl, no, cancel culture does not literally mean a culture of cancelling all your bills. <laughs> I think that's one of them scams. There's been a lot of that lately as well, isn't there? Which I always worry about you, Cheryl. You're quite easy prey. I've, I've got a trust in nature. I'm a straightforward person. If someone tells me something, I don't want to not even believe it. But I've got some, you know, Carol's having to go to court. Got, I've got a CCJ against me name pending. It means I won't be able to go out and get kebabs just like that without using my credit card. And uh, I just, I thought I was doing the right thing. I thought I was joining a movement, right? And it turns out, oh, no. So I've got these debt collection men come in. They're, they're, they're threatening bailiffs. We had bailiffs around the other week. I mean, normally, um, Steve, just before... Don't, just make sure you don't let them in. That's well, the answer Well, before this cancel culture, Steve and I used to let them in and we'd pay them off in our own way. I was more than happy to do it. Doesn't matter right, how many yeah, of them Yeah, which were. is sometimes the avenue one must go down. But yeah, we'll sort you they out. Don't worry. They wouldn't we'll do it. They you. had these cameras on their on their um, on their tops, and they said, uh, "No, miss." Oh, is it like the sheriffs? Yeah, and they said, "Oh, that's quite inappropriate, madam." We no, we will not be. And I, you know, and they said they've report. They, they get. They said they've report me <laughs> for harassment. I know. I know. I think. To be honest, Cheryl, I think I did actually see you on an episode of The Sheriffs Are Coming. <laughs> um, so well, they weren't. <laughs> I know, yes, it might have been a different story. But anyway, um, that reminds me of a few troubles we've had in our career, though, with um, not very honest people, should we say. You know, we're, we're in quite uh, good company with uh, Brittany and, like, NSYNC and the Backstreet Boys. Remember that... Um, manager that they Lou had Lou Pearlman that's, that's right off, yeah. yeah um very like Dave Stiltskin uh, a man whose name I don't care to mention who was our manager back in the day um he didn't start out selling blimps <laughs> like Lou uh, it was uh, wing walks wasn't it that's it yeah. um yeah and um you know well you can you can pick up well, the story on. well it's a bit like in Harry Potter, um, for Carol particularly, saying Dave Stiltskin's like Voldemort. You know, it's he who we oh, yeah. must not talk about. I've got a, quite a reaction normally for um, that, yeah. And it, it started traumatic because before we were singing, we was doing modelling and, you know, stuff like that, trying you know, being extras in Corrie and all that kind of thing. And um, we met, we had we had an agent back then at... Um, Sheila, well, she's she's been her agent since 1980. She, is that um, Les Sheila Leslie body? That's was right. It? You know, tragically, yeah. we did lose her a couple of years ago um, in a 
terrible accident. She was um, went on a brewery tour in um, Braybury Village, and um, unfortunately, she fell into a thresher, a yeast um, yeast threshing machine. Yeah, they don't quite know how that happened, but yes, well, there's there's suspicion she may have been pushed. But um, I think Dave was in the vicinity. So. Well, interesting that you know we Dave is no longer with us, but it it was you know people do suspect he did take his own life on a jet ski and um whether or not it's related to leslie's demise we don't know but i'd be very surprised if it wasn't indeed yeah but yeah, um yeah. i'm probably going to get a rap on the knuckles for saying that from um his legal team but you know what i mean you someone's got to be chager um chager gibson so what i did um going back a bit carol it was traumatic from the start because being models, he wanted us to help um, promote this wing walk thing. And I don't know if any of you know what wing walking is. There's like a strut that is attached to the top of a biplane and you're like... That's it, yeah. Lashed in like old-style planes, yeah. isn't it? Mm. And um, they used to have them on, like, Whack-A-Day and all that kind of stuff, kids' TV. And um, the, the point was he was going to have pictures taken of, like, pretty young girls wing walking and then sell them, you know... That you know, have this experience, had this adventure, quite a, quite a, you know, quite ahead of his time. This is before bungee jumping and extreme sports. You know, he was, you know, to give him credit, he was a visionary. You know, he, he had a vision, and he was an head of his time. Yeah, and he saw something in us too, didn't he? I think because we'd been met, we'd been mucking around in the garage in front of um, Uncle Ben, hadn't yeah. we? Performing. Well, Uncle um, Ben before Leslie. Uncle Ben was shot in our pictures wasn't he that's right yeah and um and he knew dave so um that sort of led to the yeah as you say the wing walking yeah um i did actually have well, a this is what nasty i was get, yeah this is what i was getting to you like me so yeah first and last time i did that um yeah so babe, what she doesn't want to tell you is she shit herself when she was up on the plane doing the wing walk oh thank you yes thank you cheryl but let's move yes. swiftly on so you know uh dave started up a, a record company called caltrex yes. and he signed us up didn't he and then you know the rest is history um went through a number of of problems though didn't we with usually with payment of course um he used to put us up in lovely hotels you know and sort of buy us fur coats and all the likes but um and uh studied high heels i remember i had some louboutins i think once and diamonds and, and yeah, gold clasps and exactly clasps. but and then you know after i don't know was it after the first album that the fire happened um it's all quite convoluted because i was um i was going that the year before do you remember i had the um helmet stuck on my head for that year so it oh, dates, yeah. dates and times it's all quite hard um they had to wait for Squeezed me air, your brain yeah they had to wait for me air to dissolve with the fluids before they could remove the helmet and uh carol did go through a patch of drinking quite heavily at that time so oh uh, yeah lo- it was getting to me it's piecemeal you know a lot of it we're putting we're putting the jigsaw pieces back together to try and get a picture so yeah i think there was um We'd done, done um, first album and there was a fire at the warehouse and all our masters, because um, everything was kept in one place, the masters, you know, literally the plastic for the CDs, the vinyls, the, the the original print boards for the artwork, like everything you could think of, the DAT tapes that we'd take to TV stations that they'd play, <coughs> everything was gone. And... Um, it seemed like every single thing we made, every recording, everything, there'd be a fire afterwards and there'd be a big yeah, insurance claim. And indeed. that would, I don't quite know how it would, there was a lot of fire and um, it was it, it was quite strange. And he'd, he'd have fireworks um, just kept it, kept, kept around the office. That's right, yeah, because the warehouse was used for quite a number of things, wasn't it, apart from the studios? Well, it was, he'd set up a thing like, you know, the Betterware catalogue, all like nowadays, like Wish.com, you know, all that crap. Um, oh, it, yeah. Mm. It was like a record company, but it also sold all that kind of stuff, you know what I mean, like shoe horns and, you know, Mickey Mouse phones and stuff. And, That's right, um, and some Binatones, I think. was a... Which he roped us in to try and promote it in, in um japan and places like that that's it yeah yeah 
um, that yeah, but great big fires. Lots of contracts would go up in smoke. He, you know, he said, "Oh, oh, I've cut you an amazing deal, girls." You know, it's eighty, you know, eighty thirty to me, and um, I'd be like, "Oh, sorry, eighty thirty to you guys." And then there'd be a fire, and we'd never get any of the benefits of of, of the contracts yeah, and stuff yeah, like that. But I think we were just a bit too afraid to cut the umbilical cords weren't we so you know we kept going we sort of believed him but of course as time goes by you start putting two and two together didn't you so well he punished us for that for that promotional thing um in Stoke Mandeville Hospital he he took us to a a ward and he wanted to do this thing of Carol and Cheryl cut cut umbilical cords didn't he and we said well I'm not comfortable doing that <laughs> you know I, I don't yeah, it know it was a little bit left out of left field that one I'd say yeah definitely so you know to cut a long story short yeah. there's more to it and I'm sure we'll tell you more about that at some point you've got to drip feed this because it's, yeah. it's horrible and it's quite exactly complex. it's quite traumatic yeah. for us to go over it but I think it's important for youngins out there to know you know what it used to happen it still does I think you know it's a lot of um you know, people getting locked into contracts and having problems. Britney, free Britney, Britney and her dad. I can't believe it. Free Britney. I'm on her side. I tell you, he he looks like the kind of man that likes licking women out. He's got them kind of chops. You can tell. Well, can see uh, there's nothing wrong with that, though, is there? Well, no, but there's something about a face like that, and it and Britney. He'd I don't be know. Sloppy. It's all... It'd be messy when he did it. Oh yeah, there'd be a re- there'd be quite a, sh- a sh- like a sheer you know, to his cheek. Quite like yeah. a bit like, you know, like a glazed crispy cream. He'd probably make sure he had stubble as well. So, you know, but Ooh. yeah. And um, so, you know, eventually we did, we did go our separate ways and then we, we uh, went to sexual, didn't we? Mm. After that. Yeah. And well, uh, yeah, Leslie helped that us was with all that. fine, really. Met Jimmy Boom Boom Nesty, who did lots of uh, production work. He's well. We um, we tend to favour him above everyone else now. I think you, as artists, you find your groove. You find that person that kind of captures the sound you want. And yeah. we worked. We worked with a few people. We even had um, Imran do one of our tracks. Um, oh and, yeah, it's our number one fan. Yeah. <laughs> Cash didn't know. Um, and he just does what we want. You know, lots of. Um, Lots of beats, record scratches, orchestra hits, cracking bass lines, clap machines, you know, lots of energy. And he's bloody cheap. <laughs> you know, that, he is. That done it. Yeah. That done it. He do, he, you know, as long as we feed him up right with uh, plenty of op dogs and the like, then yeah, it keeps him happy. Yes, and while we are reminiscing about the Caltrex days, I think it's only right to play you a track from uh, from way back when. It is Variety, um, which was about um, condoms. That's <laughs> basically right. yeah, yeah, <laughs> to tell a long to tell a long story big. Yeah. Um, it was about Variety packs um, that they did That's bring right. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got got to be playing it safe, haven't you, out there, guys? Yeah. You know, I always advocate that. But we like to have layers to our lyrics. And um, we saw a bit of a parallel with Kellogg's doing, um, well, or any other good cereal manufacturer, <laughs> um, making variety packs of cereal. So we thought, oh, condom, cereal, condom, cereal. Oh, I think there's something here, you know, because quite often in the morning, you know, I'm having my cereal more often than not, there's a used condom in it. And um, I thought, oh, yeah, let's get this going, guys. And uh, we knocked this track together. And um, it was extremely popular in... It was, uh, was in Tajikis- tricks. Yeah. Oh, sorry, it, sorry, I interrupted. No, it's all right. It was very popular in Tajikistan, um, the, the horse um, on the steps, the horseman, yeah. very popular there. That's right. I don't know why it appealed to them specifically, but yeah, it was during the Caltrex days, you know, so it was, yeah, bear that in mind. So here is Variety. Variety comes in packs of eight, at least it does on our estate. When I can't choose, I get in a state, so 
We we have a stake in it. We kind of run it ourselves. Yeah, um, right. Shareholders. Yeah, that's or something. Sexual holders. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sex holders. That they, they yeah. could be. They could be sold on Wish dot com, couldn't they? Um, Indeed. Yeah. So um, we we did do that alongside Leslie, um, and we still do it alongside Leslie uh, via a Ouija board. So um, she makes a lot of our business decisions that way. You know, because yeah, you, right, yeah. your soul lives on, and um, we probably will get into that. We're quite spiritual people, and um, oh yeah, yeah, I do like yeah. a seance. And, we might, um, we know. might even do, we could do a live Ouija board next week. Maybe we'll we'll think about it. You know, we could try yeah. and invoke someone. Yeah, let's try, let's try. You know, because we did before the lockdown. You know, we were avid ghost hunters, actually, yes. weren't we? Yeah, well, we're yeah. planning a sit. We were planning on doing a little YouTube thing of us of us um ghost hunting um which we will be picking up as soon as lockdown's over because i i think that's i think that'd make a great video i, I mean you know there's would. so yeah, much yeah. of it on there and i think we could definitely mm-hmm. bring something bring something to the chair in that regard indeed and and i think now it's probably a good time to uh yes talking of ghosts uh move towards our serial um audio drama you had the first installment last week and uh this I'm week so is excited yeah number two and it's the the masquerade ball this week Lady Sovereign Dilly Dally by C.C. Trimmer Chapter 2 The Masquerade Ball Oh Dilly, exclaimed Lady Beltwork Why this is the honour of the decade to be host to the great Mr. Farsi I truly believe he has chosen our daughter to be his fiancée Oh, mother, don't be too hasty. I worry that Mr. Farsi has other intentions. He is an educated man, but I hear stories of his conduct at the chicken rallies. <laughs> oh, well, we shall certainly enjoy ourselves and gorge on all the sweetmeats he has sent to Bellandine. Did you see? He even made petty four in the shape of your breasts, Dilly. Dilly blushed but felt utterly enchanted by the prospect of tonight's ball. She had dreamed since a young girl of attending a masked ball in the manner of the Venetians. Darkness fell and the air was filled with the scent of Yankee candles and jasmine. 
Coaches pulled up and dispensed their masked charges. Masks covered in feathers and crystals, masks with protruding members and ridiculous noses paraded the grounds and the ballroom. Dilly marvelled at the sumptuous spread piled high with cakes and jellies. She sampled the dilly tits and almost came off at the sharpness of the red currant centre. A man approached wearing a cloak and a red mask with a phallus in place of its nose. Why, who can you be? said Dilly from her cat mask. Oh, I George, of course, couldn't you tell from my husband's bulge? Oh, well, yes, George, but I didn't suspect your choice of mask. Let us take a walk outside. I spotted some swans on the lake. The pair strolled out to the lake so cleverly landscaped by the great fragility blonde and boarded a swan-shaped boat. Red lanterns shone through the darkness and George paddled them down a channel into a secluded spot. Dilly could hear strange sounds, moans and screams emanating from the small island in the centre of the lake. What is that sound? It is lovers, my dear Dilly, and they're aroused by the party and are incognito, so they are pleasuring themselves. I'd like to go back now, George. I am but an innocent maid. George removed his mask and threw off his cloak. But wait, this did not look like George. They were no moustaches. Yes, Dilly, this is I, Farsi, and I wish to have my way with you. Just join in and you'll see it's your true calling. Farsi moored the boat to a large tree, and soon a group of people emerged, wearing what can only be described as nothing but horned devil masks. Farsi, Farsi, no! Oh, yes! Let's just say Dilly was no longer a maid and her screams of pleasure echoed across Bellandine. <coughs> a flock of swans took off honking and sharting over the lawns. I didn't see that coming on the clever carol on the lake. I know, yeah. It's very, very evocative, isn't it, you know? And I think particularly this week went a little bit further with filling it out with the sound and everything, so I think we're going to keep that up. Oh, it's an immersive um, experience. What did they do over on that island? I think it's something best left to the imagination, really, Cheryl. But, I, suppose, um, I suppose in the imagination you can make it whatever you want then. That's it, yeah. yeah. But, you know, to all, all intents and purposes, she's becoming a woman and she's completely happy about that. So, you know, if anyone's wondering... Well, is how much of it, just in case they are wondering, how much of this is based on your own um, life and sexual experiences? Well, I'd say probably about... 45%, yeah. 80-40, 80-40. Right. Something like that, yeah. yeah. Um, it's something that, you know, obviously I like to set it in those times yeah. because I think it's more interesting and I'm a big fan of all the period dramas. So, Do you do you, you know. use any kind of, do you use a Ouija board maybe to, to communicate with perhaps, because some of the names on there, they sound very informed, you know what I mean? They sound like real... Yes. And... Well, you know, I, I a lot of it does come from my imagination. You know, I don't yes, want to sell no, myself short. Yeah, you know, yeah, no, no, uh, no. Uh, uh, yeah, but certainly I have appealed to the people of the um, the era when uh, when we do some of our seances, and um, yeah, some of those have come through to me. I won't lie to you. And let's just say I was frightened for my life when uh, I imagine you're censoring a lot of the messages yeah there. when Farsi came through oh my <gasps> goodness yeah that was personal experience and I thought that's why I've got to write him in because you know he's a very nasty and dirty man shall we it's say it's a, a dark spirit well that comes it's, through in the story Carol it's a little bit reminiscent of um, if anyone's seen the film Hellraiser 
um, you know, the guy that's he opens the box and he's just through and through nasty piece of work, but very sexual, you know. Sometimes that's the best way. Um, just a little update with obviously Nightbreeders is out and um, you know, go go and listen to that and watch it. But we are um gonna be doing something for Christmas. We're doing a little Christmas song. We're going to be doing a cover of Jingle Bells. Yeah, that's right. Um, currently, we've um, currently Jimmy's learning the chords for that one because we have to we have to Google the chords if we want to do a cover, um, and then send it him, and he goes and um, you know beavers away. He does he does most of our songs in his in his car actually. He's got yeah, um, that's yeah. right. Yeah, he's got a little studio in his car. Yeah. It's a bit of a squeeze. We do all our vocals in the car. Um, he, he actually says um, he's got some egg boxes around the car. Yeah, yeah, he's got some egg boxes kind of dotted about them, but they're not really attached to anything. Like he's just got them just on the seat, you know. <laughs> but he says they absorb some of the, you know. So it's quite an ambient recording environment actually which should probably be quite you wouldn't expect that from, from from a car but um technology you know it's ai you can edit things out um so that's going to be coming soon but um yeah. i think now it's time for some um questions and we've got some voicemails in our voice box haven't we carol we have let's have a little lucky dip mm-hmm. and so first of all we've got a question from barbara uh, yes, hello there. Um, I'm calling because I've just discovered Carol and Cheryl. I, I hadn't heard of you uh, before. Oh, you no. know, apparently some kind of pop stars from the uh, 80s and early 90s, but um, kind of out of my radar because, you know, I'm more of a fan of Leo Thayer and um, Cliff Richard. <laughs> real musicians um but yes Mm -hmm. besides the point i I was watching the video about uh, carbonara i know um carol is particularly an aficionado um but i'd like to say i've actually been to italy so i know how to make a carbonara and you used cream and pre-made sauces and things like that i don't really know if you can call yourself an aficionado of carbonara if you actually don't know how to make it well that's all well um (laughs) sorry listeners i i guess it's a bit random you know who's going to leave us a message we we left it open because we wanted to be honest and open with you guys um, well, I'm afraid, Barbara, that I just think you're a bit of a snob, really. Um, I think Tonio would have a bone to pick with you. You know, that is an authentic Italian restaurant. This is where I learned because it's where I first tasted my first carbonara um, in in, uh, in Aylesbury in uh, Buckinghamshire. And he swears by his recipe and uh yeah i don't really know where that aggression came from to be honest yeah, it was it was aggressive and um i you know don't think that little dig about real music musicians wasn't picked up on either because exactly, um guess yeah. guess what barbara yeah we do write all our own guitars and we do sing out all our drums so you know stick stick that up your end yeah oh I hate people that do. You don't know nothing about us, Barbara. You're not there in that car with us. But uh, cheeky, the cheek of it's it. It's all right, it's all right, Cheryl. Calm. Keep yourself calm. Well, yeah, I get we'll very move defensive on. about our music. Yeah, I think we'll move on. Right. Okay. Who's next? Um, right, this is Mary Monk um, from uh, Didsbury. Cheryl, um, I'm phoning because I seem to have quite an overinflated labia on the left-hand side, and I don't quite know what to do next. I'm probably going to go and see the GP, but I just wondered, have you got any ideas? Mary, Mary, Mary. Mary. Oh, dear. Her Aunt Mary's not doing too well, is it? She ain't... Oh, yeah, well, Mary, 
I can say sympathy is with you because I've had the same experience myself. And yes, definitely go to the GP. We're not doctors. Um, not sure quite why you decided to phone us about the subject. But anyway, we're experienced ladies and we can talk about anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know what what's your advice, Cheryl, because, you know, you've got quite a lot of experience down there, haven't you? I'm, uh, I have, I think I mentioned in the last podcast, um, I didn't go into details, um, but I, I, I do not have my labia majora, you know, I'll, I'll right. be honest, I'll be up front, yeah. you know, I'll put the stamp on the gorgonzola. Um, a couple of reasons, um, me and Steve, um, especially Steve, has always enjoyed cunnilingus. And um, you have, yeah. I've been with him quite a long time, and um, every day, sometimes up to sixteen times a day, he will go down on me. Wow. And um, that that happens occasionally. That's quite something. And um, he he used his teeth, um, and he essentially he tenderised he tenderised me. Mm, um, yeah. I did. I sort of eventually, when you told me about that, I sort of corrected you, didn't I? I said, "Yeah, that's you know, and really the way it's done." I thought, yeah, well, it's, it's cruel. You know, it's cruel to stop him. Um, and it was he was chewing away on it like a you know pack of abba baba, um, and it actually it it did start to resemble um, chewing gum what had been chewed. Uh, and by that point, I I cool. plucked up the yeah. courage to. Um, take Carol to one side. I still remember this. Um, it was at my mum's house and I got her on the stairs. Do you remember where the, you know, the row of porcelain um, ducks oh, are? Yeah. yeah. I saw you and I showed it. and I, I said, showed what's it. wrong, and By Cheryl? that point it was quite long and pliable so I could pull it, pull it out the top of me, um, top of me slim backs. Um, yeah, and didn't she, have to disrobe. You, know, you, you did <laughs> You did think, you know, you handled it, you, you gave it a feel, and you said that has got the same texture as a bit of chewed up juicy fruit, Cheryl. Um, and I don't know if you've ever chewed chewing yeah. gum for a very, mm-hmm. very long time, but actually it does start to break down. And essentially that's what happened. And this is, um, this was Tiffany, my left one, and um, it's no resemblance to the 80s pop star, it's just a name I like. And... Um, it started to degrade, and um, one night it came away in Steve's mouth. It just yeah, turned his head, turned his head, spat it onto the floor, floor and carried on. Was it... Like it was a piece of, like, you know, like it was a chicken dipper. And you didn't really feel it because it had already no, sort of no, 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 separated. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the nerve endings had long since. Well, that's, it also stopped being so pleasurable because um, you put, you put, nerve endings under that much stress you know the the connections they ain't firing they ain't, they ain't certainly ain't reaching yeah the it was sort of like the texture of like well like american bacon wasn't it streaky bacon where they overcook it you know it's all a bit hard well, speaking of which that did help in the right labia um duncan um it it came away because i fell asleep um at Carol's there. And this is when Carol was into sploshing, Carol and Mike, you know, where you, it's like food play, um, like sexual food play. That's and right. We had a room set up, didn't yeah, we? Yeah. And I um, I was really drunk um, and I ended up wandering into this room and falling, you know, squishing about. And, what I'm, you know, what am I like? When I'm pissed, my clothes come off. What can I say? Yes, <laughs> they do. I'm, you know, I'm like Liza Minnelli in Cabaret. It's bottoms first with you always, oh, though, isn't it, you know? Gotcha, you know. So I'd I'd taken off my kecks. I, I was trying to do the splits and Carol and Mike had set up basically a floor made of crunchy peanut butter. Um, so I ended up wondering, crashing on Carol's sofa. When Carol comes, she always puts towels on. She's got these beautiful white leather sofas right really classy yeah she you know protected put, puts tails down um and one of carol's afghans um chewed it off um chewed duncan off my right lab yeah, yeah i think it was bechamel wasn't it oh, yes God. it would be it would I be was bechamel. not i was not proud of that fact i'm sorry about that cheryl no yes. well it's all right you know it's what happens it's 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 what happens with friends you know uh, and um 
So the next morning I was thinking, oh, something feels a bit cold down there. You know, I feel a bit mm. bare. And um, we, we we found it and I, I got Carol. She had a good look. She she actually got one of those um, Davy lamps um, on, her, on her head. Um, she's got a baseball cap that actually has a lamp built in. And she yeah. parted my legs, had a good look, and then determined that my right labia had in fact been eaten by a bechamel. We did we did consider trying to make bechamel sick to retrieve it, but no, yeah, I think no by joy. then probably the stomach acid would have yes, yeah, and it would have been effect. in a worse condition than before. But yeah, so really Cheryl can't really help with the advice because she doesn't have any labia. I but guess you did stick some carbonara on it, and I believe the bacon helped. I, to be honest. Yeah, it's not just for eating, you know. I am, uh, as uh, you know, Barbara said, I'm an aficionado and I am one. I will stick by that Uh, statement. Um, And, yeah, you know, bacon is a a healer for all sorts of ills. And I had an inflated labia like yourself, Mary. And um, I previously slathered that because it's got a lot of cream. Uh, the pasta's quite good as well. Bit of heat there, you know, to warm it like through. Like a poultice. Yeah, and uh, and then the bacon, you know, and obviously your bacon has to be sufficiently cooked. Uh, a darker brown, as we say in the cookery video. Like a darker, darker. Yeah. yeah, because you don't want your undercooked sort of flubby bacon with bits of fat hanging off. You like know, ropes. that's not gonna. No. Yeah, it's not gonna do anybody any good. That is it. So, you know, well, I hope that's helped. <laughs> um, do we have one more? One I think more. we could fit one more in, yeah. Here we are. Just the no name on this one. Hello. I'm Hello. Cheddar Man. You probably know that I'm Britain's oldest complete skeleton. What you don't know is that I'm the only survivor of the Mesolithic tribe who rediscovered this cave after the Ice Age. It rained so much in those days that we had to shelter in a cave. And we discovered this one. We had to dig our way in. (laughs) Oh, I had to laugh when I heard Richard telling how he discovered this cave. Was that Scylla Black? Uh, Uh-uh. It was somebody in a cave? I don't understand. That's not your mic. No, he sounds too posh to be your mic. No offence, Mike. Yeah, I don't know. He said something about a Mesolithic. I'm not sure what happened there. That's a type of ass, isn't it? A flat. Well, it's like like a flat that's in a flat. I don't know. Oh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Um, Be careful when you're dialing people. Yeah, I think that was a a, a wrong number (laughs) situation. So... Hello to you, uh, Cheddar Man. But, um, yeah, I don't think that was meant for us. <laughs> so, um, well, it's time to say goodbye now, folks. I think that's um, been quite a, a feisty and eventful one this week. So we're going to um, play you out with a song of ours from back yeah. in the day, uh, following on from the theme of vaginas, actually, because... Yeah. It's very important to keep the pH balance. Another tip for you, Mary. Um, And if you've got a very acidic vag, then you've got to make it alkaline. So here we go. Playing you out with alkaline. Bye for now.